going to talk specifically about 1923 today, which stars Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren. It takes place in Montana. It is the Dutton family, which, of course, is from Yellowstone, which is present day in 1883, which precedes this. But specifically, we'll start in 1923. And I'm going to be honest with you. It started a little slow for me. Mm. And then, holy cow. Night, boom, I'm in. So that's that's my opening statement on 1923. Yeah, and we've mentioned Taylor Sheridan before. Sure. Know, Elsa King, you know, Yellowstone, and you know, Hell or High Water, for God's sake. Right. Great movie. Great movie. It, it just, he is, we've talked Scott Frank. Between him and Scott Frank, two of the best writers in Hollywood. No question about it. And people are just in awe. And all you have to know is, Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren are in 1923. They want to be in his stuff. Just right. like, you know, in, in 1883, you had Billy Bob Thornton, Tom Hanks, Rita Wilson, all appearing because he's the best. I mean, Tom Hanks' part was small, so was Billy Bob Thornton's, but they wanted to be in it because this guy is unbelievable. You, you, it, I love 1923. I loved 1883, except for the ending. I won't ruin it for anybody. Um, but I, you know, I love 1923 and, and there's only four episodes out now. Everybody knows right. February 5th, the rest are coming out and I can't wait. Well, I, I'm one shy. I'm, I just watched the third today, so I still have one more to go. But boy, when this train gets rolling, does it get rolling? And, and here's the situation for those who haven't watched it is the Dutton family in 1923, they run the ranch and there's a battle going on between the sheep herders and the cattlemen. And at first I went, okay, really? Is this what it is? And yes, that's yeah. what it is. And it turns into a gang war. So yeah. what Sheridan has done has basically taken the Over formula. grass. Over literally over grass. Over yeah. grass. That's right. Because there's a drought and there's shortage on grass. And Harrison Ford wants his herd of cattle to get the grass, which is on his land. His land. In the mountains. His land. And the sheep herders, which the guy... Jerome Flynn plays yeah. brilliantly, yeah, great, brilliantly, right? As as and, and there's really, you know, I was going to call him the Banner, villain. Banner Creighton is his name. Banner, Banner Creighton, Creighton is his Scottish. name, and he's great. And it's like, but like technically, I guess you would say that he's the antagonist. But is he? You know, you have two. It's the Wild Wild West, and you have two factions. One guy wants to feed his sheep. The other guy wants to feed the cattle. But the cattle owner owns the land. The sheep guy puts his sheep on his land and boom, all hell breaks loose. It's a turf war. It's a turf war. So you could take West Side Story. You could take The Godfather. All of those themes and what Sheridan has done has put it in Montana in 1923. And it works. Yeah. You know, the other thing I tell people is, you know, every time you bring up Yellowstone, you get one of two reactions. You get the. I love it. I've seen every episode. Can't wait. And then you get the other, well, you know, I watched a couple seasons, then I've kind of stopped. And then, and, and, and so if you mention 1883 and 1923, they go like, oh, well, I haven't finished Yellowstone. You don't have to watch Yellowstone to watch right. these. Absolutely not. You can watch 1883 standalone. You can watch 1923 standalone. It's nice to know that these are the people who came before the Kevin Costner, John Dutton, who's John Dutton III, I believe. And, and that's nice, but you don't need to don't know need that. And, and frankly, it's hard to keep track. 
I mean, I have to oh, go on can. the computer to say, wait a minute now, who's, how are they related to the <laughs> Kevin Costner, John Dutton? Because it isn't that important. I mean, it's nice if you reflect back, but to the story, not important at all. So, and but I was that, trying to figure it out. That's the beauty of this. You're right. You're, you're absolutely right. But I was trying to figure it out. So is Harrison Ford, uh, is he Kevin Costner's grandfather? No, he's the brother of Harrison Ford's great-grandfather. I'm of uh, Kevin Costner's. Grandfather. He's the great-grandfather of Kevin Costner's character. Got it. Okay, so there we go. I so believe now, that's now, it. Now we have that settled. He's the <laughs> uncle. Harrison Ford's character, Jacob Dutton, is the uncle who came with Kara, who's Helen Mirren, to yeah. take care of John... <laughs> John Dutton the Seconds, uh, kids. Kids. Okay, so th- it's pr- let's talk about the acting. Okay, so while I am a huge Harrison Ford fan, and I think that Harrison Ford is one of the greatest movie stars of our time, I feel that Helen Mirren is the anchor of this. Uh, you know, I wish I could argue with you, but when I told my wife about this, I said. Harrison Ford is Harrison Ford. He's what you expect. You right. get what you expect. Helen Mirren is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now, now she doesn't have to play an American, right? Because she's right. from, I believe, Ireland. Ireland. In 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 the in the show. She's unbelievable. And again, I can't emphasize enough. She wanted to do this part, you know, and you can see why. She's just, uh, you know. The character is so rich. The dialogue is so fantastic, and she kills it. She just kills it. And she can, and she knows how to shoot a gun. She knows how to shoot, which you learn very early on, by the way. Right, the you do. You, you do learn early on. Yeah. Uh, what I enjoy about this is the three prong process of this. So not only is there the story of the Dutton family. And as they have the the, the grass war with the sheep herders, um, which really works. Uh, but then they have a son or a nephew. That part nephew. I haven't figured out yet. But Brendan Sklenar is the actor who plays Spencer Dutton. Fantastic. Who, who is really, I mean, I thought of Ernest Hemingway. Because yeah. he is a veteran of World War One, And he's in Africa as the Dutton family is fighting this war against the, against, um, uh, Banner Creighton's gang. He's in Africa, and he's basically a professional hunter. So I thought of Hemingway, right? With, with PTSD. Before, yes, with PTSD. They, before they had a term for it. Right. With Yes, he has PTSD. Uh, and he meets, you know, the love of his life, which I thought at first but there was a little bit of a leap, but it works. No, you know what? You're right. At first, so gee, she walks up to him at a bar, and right. she's engaged. But he pulls it off so beautifully, and you're thinking... How the hell does Taylor Sheridan write a romance? And he kills it with this, I think. He kills well, it. Yeah, because she, his, um, Spencer Dutton, the young man that's going to be coming home to help out yeah. with the family ranch in Africa, who's a professional hunter killing animals for a living, uh, meets this girl at a bar who's about to be, who's at her engagement party, and he wins her over, and she leaves with him. He doesn't even try to win her over. She just falls in love with them. She just falls in love with them. And you and, get and, it, though. You know, it was a throwback, Drew. It was like, this dude, this dude, Brendan Sklenar, because I, I never heard of him. This dude is the next it guy. Oh, he he's the next you, it guy. Another thing I was going to say, he's he's been in stuff, 
nothing huge. You wouldn't remember him. You wouldn't see him. He's going to come out of this huge. He's huge. phenomenal. He's very talented. He's very and talented. The love interest is, you know, you're guys, you want to see, shoot him up, everything. And you see, shoot him up. But the love story is amazing. So women are going to love this. Well, it's really he, amazing. Well, he's your typical movie star where guys want to hang out with him or be with him and women want to sleep with him. I mean, yeah. that's <laughs> what he is. And he's damaged. He's damaged. And you know? and his love interest, Alex, Alexander, whatever her name was, Alex, she's such a great role and she plays it so well. Uh, and, and you can see her. And this is Taylor Sheridan again. He writes her so that she's going to fit in with the Dutton family. Oh, yeah. She's, she's made for the Dutton family. And, and you well, she's, so she's a young, Yeah, she's a young Helen Mirren. Yeah, yeah. It really is. I, I hate to be so glowing about stuff. And I want to, you know, you want to criticize shit. If I'm going to criticize anything, it's my, my normal take with Harrison Ford. I love the guy, but he can overact with the best of them. And he does a little bit here. There's a lot of overacting, like, this is how I should probably pay, play um, a Montana guy who owns a ranch, you know? Well, the accent's Whereas a Costner little... doesn't do that, which yeah. is amazing. Well, um, well, yeah, the, the accent's a little overdone by Ford. And just the whole physical thing. And, but I love him. I love the guy. How can you not love him? No, but, he's a movie star. He he's a movie a, star. And this is what you star. expect. But I'm telling you that Brendan Sklinner, whatever how you pronounce his name, just killer. Look He's going to and that's what everybody's waiting for is with him to get to Montana, right? But now I looked him up. There is a show. Let's see if you know. There was a, a a show that we reviewed here. One of the first ones that he was in. Do you know? Godless. No. Nope. Seen Godless. Nope. I I saw it on his IMDb. Queen's and I went, Gambit. No. He played Burt Reynolds in The Offer. <gasps> no and, kidding. Yeah, I mean, if you got if you have watched The Offer, people, and you need to, at the end, there's a scene where they're talking about Burt Reynolds to do. Oh, what was the movie? Um, Logan's Run. No, uh, uh, Longest Yard. Longest Yard. The Longest Yard. That's right. And he plays Burt Reynolds in the meeting. <laughs> Not a huge part. Not a huge part. Him too, right? You know, he's. But no, this guy, exactly. he is gonna. He, this guy is going to explode. Also, Jerome Flynn, um, who's been in, when you look at his IMDb page, he's been in a ton of things, a ton of things in Britain. Oh, I recognized him right away, but I couldn't tell you what I knew him from. But I recognized him right away. Yeah, I mean, he's he's terrific. He's really good. So then there's the other angle on this that oh. I've I've, <laughs> o- I've I've only seen three episodes, so I don't know. Maybe the fourth one is more. Oh yes. Now, there's a oh, subplot. You're going the, where I think you're going. The convent. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. Now let me set this up. Okay. So all of a sudden they cut away from the Dutton family in the ranch. They cut away from this from Spencer Dutton, who's hunting animals in Africa, and then we go to this convent where the nuns are there, and it is what you think. It is brutal, and they are teaching young women to be proper. Not just young women. Young American. Native American women who've been taken from their families right. to the Catholic boarding school in the middle of East Jesus. And it, it is brutal to watch. It is painful to watch. Brutal to watch. But, but I'll tell you, man, the acting that goes on in these scenes by the Anima Neves, I think is her name. She plays Tiona Re- yes. uh, Rainwater. 
the abused girl. Well, they're all abused, but she's the one they focus on and she's the most abused. She is fantastic. Yeah, she's great. I mean, the thing that the thing for me is I found like I think the the, the main plot is the ranch and the two subplots, Africa and well, how are they going to converge is what you want to know. Well, I found the subplots as interesting, if not more than and the as, ranch. Well, and here's what happens with subplots, as I used to teach. They converge with the main plot at some point and right. it all connects. And this is going to do it. I don't know when or how. Well, I, I this can't. is one of those classic cases, kind of like the movie Unforgiven, when the bad guy is the good guy or, you know, dances with wolves, the bad guy is the good guy. You know, it's the Indians you're cheering for, not the cavalry. Here, you're cheering for the Native American and you want to kill the nuns. I mean, I want to literally want to kill those nuns. Oh, they're unbelievable. They're yeah. brutal. I mean, it's, it's terrible. And then you just understand, and we've heard, we've heard somewhat of the injustices of how we took the land from the Native Americans. But you, I mean, Sheridan really puts it out there where it's like, this was well, their he, land. He did in 1883 as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, you just, you just look at it and you go, oh my God, it's, it's brutal how they would uh, I'll tell them. you, anybody who's not watched this yet, brace yourself for the, the nun and you know, Tiona scenes. Because, I mean, we all heard about nuns slapping hands with the ruler because you didn't recite, you know, the alphabet yeah. or whatever. It, yeah. You, it starts as that. <laughs> it's much worse. Oh, it gets much worse. And you're just yeah. rooting for this kid. You're rooting for yeah. her to bust out. Oh, man. Well, yeah. You haven't seen episode four. Just hang in there. Well, what I, I could foreshadow seeing how Spencer Dutton comes back from Africa and how he fits in with the family and how his bride fits in. But I don't, I have no idea where the storyline, where the orphan, where the, where the, the convent is going. No clue. Can't wait. Cause it's going to be great. Um, yeah. It's just, you, you got to brace yourself for that. And I, I love the scene and I'm not going to spoil it for anybody of how, uh, Spencer discovers that he needs to go home and he really needs to go home. He doesn't want to go home. His plan is never to go home, I think. But he wants to go. He has to go home now. And right. the way they do it is so clever. Well, so it's amazingly clever that I don't think you've seen it yet. Because, you know, it, it's, I believe it's in the fourth episode. Well, that's interesting. Um, because at the end of the third episode, you you wonder how it's going to happen. Because it's 1923, um, there's he without giving it away, he must come home. How do they get word to the guy? I mean, it's not like they, they're not going to text him, <laughs> you know. I mean, so you'll find out, and it's and it, it's an unbelievable scene, and it well, makes sense. Well, that's the thing. I mean, and that's that is that is hard to do. I mean, when you're doing a when you're doing a screenplay present day, you have so many ways of communication. You have social media. You have Zoom. I mean, it's it's easy to get word to somebody. I mean, you can use it as a device. You know, it also makes it, it has harder. to make sense in this in this context, and and it does, and it's so clever. And they don't know what's coming, right? It's um, it, it's really well done. the 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 other thing I want to touch on with this is there are great parts for older actors now. With streaming, and I think this is an example of it. Now you said Let me stop that you there. It, 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 here's the reason why: 
because Hollywood in the pre-streaming days had to chase young audiences. So everything was young. Old people went to the movies, but they wanted the target audience was the young because they'd go in a group and they'd buy all the food and soda and stuff, which made the exhibitors, the theater owners, right. money to keep the lights on. They don't need that anymore because the streamers are the studio, the distributor, and the exhibitor, right? They're, they're everybody. Before it was all segregated and they had to do business with each other. Now it's Paramount Plus. It's the studio that makes it, distributes it on its own platform, and, you know, exhibits it, well, you know, meaning it's on, you know, Sunday nights. Sure. It's, and, and so now old people stream, young people stream. It doesn't matter. You just want to put content out there and you want to put good content out there. And right. Which I, which I think when you take a look at it, you know, I don't know how many offers Harrison's Ford is getting lately. You know, I mean, he, he's okay. He's going to be in Indiana Jones eight or whatever, you know, or if they ever bring back star Wars or, you know, he has these recurring roles, but you know, this is a great venue for for older actors who obviously still have game, Helen Mirren included. Look at Helen Mirren, Harrison Ford, Kevin Costner. Let's go Kevin back to Costner. Talk about right. talk about being reborn. 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 Because his career and, and then had. let's go to Tulsa King. Stallone. Stallone. I mean, this is what Sheridan's doing, and people like us are watching it, and I'm not forty. God, I wish I was, but you know, it's, thank God. Thank God. I hate to say it. Thank God for streaming. Yeah. You know, people like Spielberg hate it, but guess what? He's going to have to do it. Well, right. And it. and you know what? If people still want to go to the movies and have the experience of a night out, they can. I still believe that that is going to be an option and a venue like going to an amusement park. Is it going to be like it once Or going was? to the theater in New York city or any other, you know, London. You know, the theater right. was supposed right. to be dead. It didn't completely die. It it still survives. It still exists. It's but just not like it once did. It's not the predominant form of storytelling. No, no, it's it not. All right. And, and and Hollywood movies are not the predominant form of storytelling. Streaming is. Right. Well, anyways, uh, Drew, great show, great job. Uh, we are. I'm going to give a little tease. Drew and I will also be putting out on the YouTube channel. Uh, the top five Harrison Ford movies of all time. Our top five. Not our the top, top five. five. It's not, this isn't scientifically done. This is our top five. Well, right. yeah, is, there, is there any, it, it's the only one that matters. <laughs> but Giuliano. You know, by the way, I got to say what? one more thing. What? This is amazing to me when I found it out. Each individual episode of, I think it was 1883, and I don't know if it's 1923, cost between 30 and $35 million. Each episode. I believe it. Eight episodes. We're talking over two hundred, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's. I'm glad you. They'll get their money back. Oh, they're totally getting their money back, and I, I, I'm glad you brought that up. And I also find it interesting that uh, it's an MTV Studios production. Yeah, you know, which is all part of Paramount too. But when you take a look at the cinematography, especially of the African scenes, I mean, it's obvious for the Africa part. They didn't go shoot this in Georgia somewhere. I mean, no, they, but it's like 1883. It's the cinemascope stuff that you used to see in the old movies. It's it's great. 
Money well spent. All right, for Giuliano, I'm Gary Tangway. Thanks for watching Screen Time. Movie streaming and everything in between. We'll see you next time.